0: friends, and welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia.
1: And I'm Brian.
0: And we are so thankful that you are joining us for this episode. We hope that you are really loving the content that we are bringing to you each week as we pull from our life experiences and what we have learned along the way, because that really is what life is about. It's taking your mess ups and then making it a message (laughs) for someone else. So... Before we hop into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you guys to go check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Our website is primarily based around my book, Making Beauty with the Ashes, How God Saved My Marriage. You can find more about my book there. You can find more about our podcast, past, current episodes, and also some articles that we have written for Charisma. So hopping into today's episode... I really don't even know how to title this be, because it's quite a long title, but the more so we, Brian and I were talking the other day, just, we were like out together and we were just kind of having a conversation and a lot of our podcast topics really come around or really derive, I think, around conversations that we have together. We're like, oh, we should talk about that. <laughs> Or like something that comes up, like if we have an issue that we're working through, and then once we're on the other side of that, we're like, oh, we need to talk about that. So today we want to talk about the topic of sometimes it's not the enemy. Sometimes it's us reaping what we've sown. And that can be a hard pill to swallow because I think a lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) I think a lot of times people, including myself, I am super guilty of this. Like I've got both hands raised. We think that, you know, something bad, something bad just happens in our life. And oh my gosh, what am I going to do? This is horrible. This feels bad. It looks bad. It's the enemy. The enemy is after me. Everyone, pray for me. The enemy's after me right now, but not really divulging <laughs> that I opened a door for the enemy to come in. Thus why I'm being attacked. Now this is not always the case. So I don't want to be like, Oh, you know, it's always reaping and sowing. Cause that is not the case, but there are instances where you have opened a door to the enemy. He walks right in he starts wreaking havoc. Now, if a thief comes in my home because I leave the door wide open and while he's in my house, I'm like calling up everybody, calling the pastor, you know, calling up my sisters. Oh my gosh, you guys pray for me. Pray for me. There's an enemy in my house. When I left the door open for him to come in and I have the authority to remove him. So I don't, I want you to remember if you do open the door to the enemy, you have the authority to remove him. So Brian, can you think of a situation or even scenario in your life where maybe this has been something that's played out where you thought, oh my gosh, the enemy is full on attacking when really it was just a little reaping and sowing going on.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can think about a specific. Season of my life when that was going on. It was it was during a period of time when we were split up. You know, here the last time, which was what ten years ago, nine ten years ago now.
0: About
1: nine, yeah. And I know I still had my business and building, and it was obvious. I mean, things were just going downhill. I mean, like the business was going downhill, everything was going downhill, finances were going downhill. I mean, everything was going downhill. And it's like you could see a dividing line of like the lifestyle was living and just drinking and stuff. And it's very obvious. Well, to be honest, it was obvious then. Just being raised in church and being close to God in the past, I know exactly what was playing out. I mean, it was like for some people, they might not. It might not just be, you know, they might just be like, wait, what's going on? My life's horrible. Things are going every time, every day I wake up something different, you know, wrong and something else has happened today. And like you said, sometimes that's just life, you know, even with believers who are seasoned and close to to God, we're still going to have, we're still going to have things that happen in our life, but there is a difference when you're living a life that's not pleasing to God and you know, I don't necessarily like God, it might, like you said, you know, we try to blame it on the devil or the enemy and we can't do that. And we can't blame it on God because God's not that person who's going to do that deliberately to hurt us. But when we get out from underneath the hand and protection of God, we really make ourselves susceptible and vulnerable to things that the enemy traps and different things he has for us. So I, I seen it play out firsthand, you know, just with things spiraling downward, and I knew exactly what it was. And you know, there was a point in time where I, was, as bad as it sounds, I was like I just didn't care. I just I was so angry and um, just so far away from God that you know, I thought eventually it would end and it really never did until I turned, turned from all that. So, you know, it's, it was, it was very obvious for me and, you know, there's, you know, it's like, sometimes we look at other people that's going through things and we know background and different things that they're involved in. And, you know, you just, it's hard because, you know, you pray for them, you pray with them and sometimes you want to just be like, Hey, listen, you need to quit doing this. You need to quit doing that. And you're going to see a turnaround, but you know, it's just, it's not, you don't do that. It's not, you know, you just not to be confrontational. You just, you're there for them. You pray with them. You pray for them when you're alone and you just hope for change, you know, that they change. So, but yeah, it's, it's real.
0: Yeah, I know. I think that, um, and and really, as we were to kind of talking about this the other day when we were out, I was, I remembered a meme that I had seen a few years ago and it was, you know, somebody was standing on the beach and they were like, my life is terrible. Like you could see the thought bubble over their head. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, my thought, my life is terrible. The, the enemy is attacking me. And then it showed, you know, this cartoon devil, on a surfboard saying, I'm on vacation chief. That's all you. And I was sitting there. I remember when I saw that and I was like, you know, sometimes that is true. Sometimes it's not the enemy. I think a lot of times we give him a lot more credit when we're the culprit. Right. You know, we are the ones who are like, like we said at the beginning, we're, we're reaping what we've sown. Mm -hmm. You know, if I go out, If I go out in our garden and I want watermelons, but I plant potatoes, why do I think I'm going to get watermelons when I planted potatoes? But this is kind of like what we do. We plant, you know, I don't know, maybe we plant gossip. We plant slander. We plant all of these things that, you know, God's like stay away from these things. And we think we're going to reap goodness. You know, and so you really have to be mindful. Okay, so what am I planting with my words? What am I planting with my thoughts? What am I planting with my actions? Because for every action, there's a reaction. Mm -hmm. And you have to be mindful what am I putting out? You know, we were even talking, like me and Brian right now are kind of like on this. We're trying to be more health conscious. And you even said the other day, You heard the Holy Spirit say, "You get out what you put in," and it was really talking about okay. We need to kind of start looking what we're consuming because, like, our bodies wasn't feeling so great. And when He said that to you, "You get out what you put in," that made us pause, and we're like, "Okay, so we had to take a step back and deliberately look at what are we putting in because if we're putting in cokes if we're putting in junk if we're putting in all of these things that have no nutritional value but we expect to get energy and we expect right. to get good things you know it's that's counterproductive you won't get those things
1: get your vitamin e from your orange high c <laughs> right
0: <laughs> it's not orange juice or not
1: anymore. even high c or orange uh, whatever they so, call it yeah crush <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but this is the thing that it is you you get out what you put in and so not even talking about health but but that's an example of you know the enemy was not making us choose coke over water he was not we were with our own will choosing that and was depleting our energy and right. causing a little bit of gut health issues for myself and once we started to Eliminate the cokes. Actually, actually, we completely got rid of them, and we're drinking a lot more water now. I'm noticing a big difference in myself, and you know, like you were saying, you get out what you put in, and that goes for so many things across the board. I think a lot of times we don't. It's like we we always are thinking, the enemy's after me, the enemy's attacking me. Okay, so say, I just decide, you know, I'm so sick of paying my electric bill. It's too high. I mean, they charge way too much. It's insane. I'm not going to send it in this month. I'm sick of it. They're too expensive. So then the next month comes, oh my gosh, now it's doubled. Well, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to pay that one either. (laughs) I'm sick of paying these electric bills. Okay. So what happens what happens next, Brian?
1: Keeps doubling next month at a triple because you ain't paid two months before.
0: <laughs> they're going to shut me off.
1: Right. They're
0: literally, they're going to cut off my electric. So what am I, am I going to go? Oh my gosh. Am I going to call Pastor, you know, our Pastor Darren. Pastor Darren, please pray for me. The enemy is attacking me. He shut off my electric. No, I'm reaping what I've sown in this situation. I made a choice. Right. To not pay that bill so the electric company did what they do and they shut it up. Right, off. right. <laughs> this is literally a extreme mm-hmm. hypothetical. But we do these things subconsciously all the time in our lives. We think a little lie here or a little compromise there or I don't know, maybe you know, private messaging someone you shouldn't be and you're married. These little things add up. I mean, they're like creaking that door open. We've talked about these in past podcasts. It's literally the front door to your home. You keep it shut, right? We've been taught this as little kids. You shut the door to your home. But whenever you introduce a compromise, that door starts to creak open. It starts to open up and that leaves room for anything to come in. And so we can't This is the thing. The Bible gives you every tool you need to keep your doors closed.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And to, I mean, God is all about it. It's not like he's, I see the Bible as like a roadmap for your life. Right. It's
1: an owner's manual.
0: It is. It helps keep you from going into the ditch. Now we were even talking, (laughs) we were even talking about the other day, You know how it says to not be unequally yoked, which means not to marry someone who is not of the same beliefs as you, but it doesn't say, I command you do not do this thing. It's like, Hey, this is a great suggestion because you might have some troubles later on in life. If you marry someone and they don't believe the same way as you. And we've seen this. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen this play out in many different relationships where the scriptures there. It's a roadmap. It's like, hey, you should take this suggestion. It's a really good one. It's very helpful for you. And when you don't take those suggestions and you think you know better, you might have some trouble down the road. Mm-hmm. You might, you know, you might have some issues. You know, your spouse may come to God and that's awesome. That's great. But you might have a journey to get there. Right. So, I didn't want, I don't want this podcast to sound condemning in any way because Brian and I have both been there. We have both done these things and we really wanted to just, I think, remind you guys or to even, because I'm really, really big on looking within first.
1: Right.
0: Because I can't fix you.
1: Right. And I think that's where you examine yourself, you know, and and I've brought that up too, just searching yourself and just, is there anything inside of me that I need to change? And it can be the simplest little thing. I mean, I'm not talking about like, or it could be major, you know, you could be talking to somebody you shouldn't, or you could be watching things you shouldn't, or looking up things on your phone you shouldn't. But it could be like even the smallest thing like unforgiveness or not having compassion on people or gossiping, you know. And we've seen that before in the past is, you know, it's so easy to cross that line of being compassionate or caring and gossip. Yeah. Because we've seen it in the past where in the church people will be like, well, we need you to pray for so-and-so. You know, there's a lot of times it just needs to be left at that. Yeah. Because we also see where somebody have said, we need you to pray for so-and-so because did you hear what happened? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, what happened? <laughs> well, this happened and that happened. They got caught doing this and they got caught doing that. And now that, you know, and then it just becomes, it, it goes from being caring and compassionate to being a gossip. So you got to be really careful. You know, it's like, even a day, I said something to somebody at church about a situation. And they're very, they're very seasoned in that too. So it was kind of like, we just kind of left alone. I said, Hey, you know, there's I noticed this. And she was like, well, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And we was like, I was just, you know, I was trying to get some information just to not for gossip or for my knowledge. I just, I was making something aware um, to this individual and and we left it at that, you know, it was a situation where I thought, well, they need to know about this and I'm not going to get into details because they knew some of the details and we just left at that and walked away. Or we could have stood there and been like, oh yeah, we've heard this has been going on with this individual. And then that's been going on with that individual. And at that point it would become, become gossip. So, you know, it can be big things or little things that we need to search ourselves for to, to see what, you know, what could be causing a stumbling block for us or could be holding us back in our growth with a relationship with God. Yeah. And that just takes deep inner searching of ourselves. And like you said, the Bible has pretty much, if we want to read it, it pretty much has every answer to what we need in life. If not every answer, Mm -hmm. but like I said, you know, I said, it's like an owner's manual and like, especially for men, when it comes to an owner's manual, you would rather just skip over and try to figure it out yourself (laughs) and, or, you know, instructions, um, how to put something together, you know, so many men and sometimes women, they just want to grab a screwdriver and start off. Then next thing you know, you've wasted so much time trying to figure it out yourself and you still haven't figured it out and you have to pull the instructions out anyways. So sometimes it's better just to go to the the Bible Mm -hmm. and just be grounded there and and learn from it and know what God has asked of us and how he wants to guide us. And it it is. It's like an owner's manual for our life, a great tool that will lead us and keep us out of so many things, out of so much harm. And give us so much wisdom at the same time.
0: Yeah. I like what you were saying because I love, I've, I've done this and you've done this where we have started to put something together because we're like, oh, this is easy. And only to have to get it back out and then take half of it back apart. <laughs> you've got
1: four screws left. When we- you're done.
0: <laughs> You're like, I don't have enough screws. What's happening? Or
1: you got things left over? You're like, where is this where supposed they, to go? Where
0: is this supposed to go? Yeah, and you end up having to pull it back out, anyways. And I think we're all guilty of this, but the the great thing is, is that God does not shame us in these in these areas. He just he does not. He we're human. He expects us to act like humans. <laughs> he doesn't expect us to act like mini gods. Mm-hmm. Or many Jesuses where we do nothing wrong. he That's not his expectation of us. And he does desire for us to be holy because, uh, to be honest, it keeps us from a lot of pain.
1: Right. And him from a lot of pain.
0: And him from a lot of pain. Yeah. Because we're as kids.
1: It's just like being a parent. Yeah. You teach your kids. You teach your th- kids to do and not to do certain things. You teach your little kids don't play in the street because... You know, if a car hit them, they would be in pain, if not death. And then that pain would transfer on to the parent because they're the parent. So God sees us the same way. He teaches us and instructs us in a way to keep us from harming ourselves and keep us out of trouble. Not only to save us from pain, but to save him from the pain of seeing us going through things. Yeah. So, you know, we're not, God isn't some horrible parent with a paddle. He's just a loving parent who don't want to see us, you know, Mm -hmm. harm ourselves. Yeah. He loves us that much that he's just, he's, he has given us the tools of life to know what and what not to do to keep us out of harm.
0: Yeah. And I think like, as you're talking, I was just thinking about, you know, even to maybe your parent that's listening and, you know, I just want to challenge you if you've got little kids to be careful what you're speaking into them and over them because you're creating something mm-hmm. with your words whether you realize it or not or whether you believe it or not and you know this is something that we've learned through life is watch what you say to your kids watch what you honestly you shouldn't call them anything outside of their name
1: right but Unless you you're like, you know, been positive. Like right. beautiful. Like you, your daughter and you say, Hey, beautiful or exactly. nothing negative. You, you shouldn't know.
0: call them anything negative. But um and we're 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 complete guilty in this mm-hmm. area. So I don't wanna sit right. up here like we're on our soapbox preaching to you guys because we're taking what we've learned and we're sharing it with you. But you can't when you are depositing negativity, meanness, cruelty, even maybe abuse into a child, you're going to get out what you put in. And a lot of times you see kids that have come from homes like this and they replicate their home life Mm -hmm. as an adult.
1: Generation after generation. I mean, it's like, it it don't matter where you go in this world, any city, country, state, state, Anywhere, you're going to hear the same thing from somebody at some point saying, well, I did it because my dad did it or I did it because my grandpa did it or they did it because their grandpa or their dad did it or their mom or whatever. I mean, it's a common statement you hear. And it is because and then the reason for that is because children watch and learn from their parents. Yeah, it's. It's it's crazy, and it's it should be obvious, you know. I mean, there's people that said, "Well, you know, they get after they get after because oh, you know, somebody said this word, and then they're you're talk you talk to them about it or something like, don't we say that word? Well, my dad says it, you know. Yeah. It's just it's it's so common, or mm-hmm. you know, I do drugs because my dad do drugs, or I smoke because my dad or mom smoked. And it's like yeah. people don't realize how quick when you're raising somebody how how they pick up on your things and we must see it is the craziest thing, even with cattle. I mean, with our waters, it's literally our automatic waters in the field. They're literally a, like a square box out in the middle of the field with two balls that push down and the cows push them down to get the water. And, uh, you know, to think a calf that is born after a few months, you're like, and even my dad has said, and when we first start raising cattle, how's them calves gonna learn where to get to get their drink? You know, are they drinking enough water? Are they getting water? They know where to get water. And I'm like, they're gonna learn, and they do. They watch the older cows, even at a young age, they watch the other cows go up to this yellow box on the middle of the field and push their their nose down into it, it. And then next thing you know, these little calves are doing the same thing. They're replicating, and they're learning by watching. So you know, it's like parents really need to learn that their kids are learning by watching what they're doing. And a lot of times, you know, it falls back on the parent because sometimes the kids do certain things and then they're like, I don't like that. I don't like the way they're acting. It's like, you know, it's kind of a wake up call because they're acting a lot of times because of what they've learned from their parents. Yeah. So we got to be really careful because a lot of times the fingers pointing back at us for what they're, the way they're acting out.
0: I know, and we've even seen several times where, like, maybe even a kid, um, I don't even know why we're talking about this, but, like, a kid was neglected. Well, honestly, it is part of reaping and sowing. It is. um, You know, a kid's neglected. They're just not paid attention to at home. You know, they live with two parents, but they're kind of like the outcast in the family, and um, so they act out in a bad way. And they get attention
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and even negative tension is attention. And so, but the, the child is like, you know, just ridiculed and gone after and, but the whole issue derived from being neglected. And so I think that, I think that a lot of the things, the issues that are going on in our home, sometimes yes, it is the enemy. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's us as a parent not being able to control our mouth with our kids, or maybe our mouth, our mouth with our spouse, right. or whatever. Or maybe we miss. Um, maybe we don't do well with finances and we overspend and all these things, and now we're in you know financial trouble. Mm-hmm. So some of our the issues that go on in homes we create. Right. Because we don't, you know, whatever we don't, Mm -hmm. we're just not monitoring. We're not using, um, we're not going to the word and being like, okay, so how am I supposed to raise up my children? Mm -hmm. You know, how am I supposed to, to be a godly spouse? And I just want to encourage you because like we said, the Bible is not a do this, do this (laughs) demand. It's a helpful tool to help you succeed in life, and in marriage, and in parenting. Right. And so, I just wanted—I—I I think I just really want to challenge you that if you're going through some struggles, and it seems to be kind of like a habitual thing where there's just a constant struggle in finances, or there's a constant struggle in your marriage, or constant struggle with your children, what are you bringing to the table? Because like we've said in other things, I can't change like I can't change Brian, Brian, right. can't change me, but I can always change myself. And if I change myself, there's a good possibility that if Brian's trying to engage in a fight with me and I've determined that I'm not no, I'm not gonna not engage because you can't do that. You can't run from the situation. <laughs> you have to be present. You have to stay engaged, but I can't change Brian. Brian can't change me. And so I can't, you know, if we're engaged in an argument, I can't like unengage and just, you know, do the flight or flight because that's unhealthy. But if I've decided in myself, I'm not going to engage in an unhealthy way any longer. I can choose that for myself. Now I can't choose Like if he wants to continue to engage with me in an unhealthy manner, Mm -hmm. that's his choice. But I can choose within myself to stay healthy, to not let myself go toxic. And then I think, you know, as time goes by, as I no longer engage in a toxic way, his toxicity will become less and less and less. I'm using just, this is a hypothetical, (laughs) but so like I'm saying, even with your children, say you've got a very, very disruptive, you know, um, just argumentative child, try something different. Try a different approach. If you know that there's something that you say that sets them off, decide to not say that thing and reword it in a different manner. You know, if it's something like where you're like, go clean your room, And you know that every time you say that, that sets them off. And you guys get in a huge argument. Try to rephrase, you know, try to reword that into something different. Like you could even say, you know what? Last week when you had cleaned your room, it looked so nice. And when I went in there, it felt so inviting. And I thought, you know, this, it would be really nice if we got, you know, some new pillows in here, you know, really kind of getting to the thing, you know, wow, maybe, yeah, I would like some new pillows. Reengaging that conversation from a different light, maybe a positive light versus a negative, like go clean your room (laughs) as a command versus let's have a conversation about how nice your room looks when it's clean and just flip the script. So many times, You can avoid an argument or disagreement with somebody by just watching how you come to them and flipping how you're going to say it. Like in your brain, if your brain is saying it like triggered and pointed, maybe pause and don't say it like that.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And maybe you could even whatever you want to say, if you have something that you want to say, maybe you could change it into a form of a question. So they could be a back and forth dialogue versus finger pointing. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that went off in a little. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I really felt like this was something that we needed to talk about because this is something that we've done. It's like, we've made bad choices and we've reaped what we've sown. You know, you hear people say you made your bed, now lay in it, you know, that kind of thing. And Sometimes though, sometimes God doesn't make you do that. And Mm -hmm. I love that. But sometimes you do reap what you've sown. And, you know, when that happens, you just have to suck it up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's one of those things where, okay, but learn from it. There's always everything we go through in life. Brian, me and you have gone through so many things that have been huge learning. Oh, yeah experiences for us like just even within the last year yeah. we have learned so much yeah we've gained knowledge we wouldn't have known had we not gone through that thing
1: right
0: and now we can share that with other people so anything that you go through if you're walking through a season of reaping maybe one in watermelon and you've and you've sown potatoes <laughs> we'll make mashed potatoes with it. <laughs> Learn learn from your mistakes. I mean, and God's not shaming you. I want to just, before we head off here, I just want to let you know, he's not shaming you, but you know, it is in it's in his word that if you reap something negative or if you sow something negative, you're going to reap something negative back. So, but also on the flip side, if you sow positivity, you're going to reap that. So it's also true. It's not just like everything's negative. If you sow, like it even says, it's even talking about if you sow financially, you will reap finances. And so what are you putting out? You get what you put out. So what are you putting out? I just want to challenge you. Look at it. What are you putting out? Because more than likely you're getting back Mm -hmm. what you're putting out. So we just wanted to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review. Check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Until next time, we we bless bless you. you.